getting up there really good you're really, really getting into those ariana grande notes you know can you tell i'm dead on the inside anyways child big boobs what are we talking about today autumn <laughs> today we have a very special guest oh who who is the special guest autumn he is my dear friend alex oh my god it's alex is alex um, Alex is kind of in the other realm of Berkeley. He's on the Boston Conservatory side. Ah, uh, yes. He do theater. He he do theater, you say? He do theater. But, like, he good singer. He's a great singer. Yeah. But he do the contemporary theater. Ooh, he a contemporary boy. Contemporary. And, yeah. It, it was so cool to get to, you know, talk to him about all these things. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I've known him since either saw, so- I think sophomore year is when we were like, we were orientation leaders together. So if, you tell, if that tells you anything about him, there you go. All right. <laughs> so without further ado, everyone give it up for Alex. Alex! Woo! And, and this, this is Alex, Alex Leonis. Thank you for being here so much, Alex. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for having me. We are so excited to get to talk to you about everything, like, about your life and also about theater. Um, so why don't we get started with just, um, I mean, we kind of gave a little, you know, blurb before getting in here. But um, can you tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself? Yeah, Absolutely. Hi, I'm Alex Leondis. Um, I use he, him, his pronouns. I'm currently a junior at the Boston Conservatory at Berkeley studying contemporary theater. Um, I'm from Overland Park, Kansas, originally, very Midwesterner at heart. Um, and I, we love it. We love it. <laughs> the Midwest is the best. I like to say, in my own humble opinion. Mm. Oh, yes. um, and I, make and be in and do theater. I'm an actor, <laughs> I'm a director. I am, uh, uh, I'm a divisor, which is a big word for basically just someone who makes theater. Um, and it's what I do and it's what I study and it's, I think it's why I'm here, but yeah, that's, that's kind of who I am. I'm an Aquarius also, <laughs> I, I like to bring that up. I love that. I feel so like much. it's important. <laughs> very important information yeah i i love the fact that you started with the pronouns which as a proud yes. as as an orientation we we love this um, oh you gotta oh you absolutely have to absolutely. and i very proudly serve the berkeley community as a community connector oh connecting the community <laughs> I working think, I think for campus like life a- I think there was an episode that I was like, I don't even know what I am anymore. I was an orientation <laughs> leader, and then I was this. And then I was this. <laughs> having, a, having a full-on identity crisis of what you are at Berkeley. <laughs> oh, um, my God. On my resume, I have, like, I've worked at Berkeley College of Music, but I have, like, four different job titles. I was like, it yeah. was this, and then it changed to this, yeah. and then it changed to this. And I also did this, and it's just it's like, the use of the slash is very important. I also just like worked at Berkeley College of Music and then like a little asterisk. <laughs> yeah. 
so let's get into it also i love the fact that you said you're aquarius because like i don't think we've ever brought up yeah, same. <laughs> we've never brought that up but honestly i feel like our listeners probably just know by this point yeah, what me and alicia are oh yeah they probably assume it's like they, they like take they listen to me for like five seconds like yeah she's a cancer that's absolutely 100 <laughs> percent. well i've been told that i that because i'm a pisces but i give off scorpio energy i guess or sagittarius energy and i'm mm. like okay okay <laughs> go off i don't I don't fully get it. I, I don't like I, I do have co-star like I, I'm on the apps, but I don't like fully understand it. I, someone will always have to explain it to me like, oh, yeah, that's such an Aquarius thing of you to do. And I'm like, I don't. Sh- OK, sure. Like, but I don't know. Yeah, oh, no, I, but feel I, feel, I feel inclined to say it. Oh, no, same. I literally yeah. only downloaded co-star just so it can roast me every morning. That's the only reason why I have it. <laughs> That negative reinforcement, exactly. first thing in the morning, exactly. is a great way to start the it's day. Like, it's like a morning. Oh my god! Coffee. Like honestly, it's like you wake <laughs> up, you like get you stretch, you get that morning roast from CoStar. I mean, yeah. What do I need news. to change about myself yeah. as a person today? Exactly. Oh, I love it. So let's get into it. So, Alex, what made you want to get into theater? Um, I guess that's the first place that we should start. You know, got to get the back history. Got to get the backstory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the big question. Um, it, it feels like it changes all the time. But I think as the original story goes, I my dad was an actor and he went to uh, school for acting and then he stopped doing it for a while and got a job like a real person job um, for a bit and then he I was born in Evanston Illinois actually and then when we moved to Kansas my dad started to um, act in local community theater productions around town and the first one that he did I went to go see and I was probably like seven or eight and I saw him doing that and I was like, I wanna do that. And then oh, I just oh. have been for the rest of my life. And it's it's changed and that was kind of the initial impulse. And then I started acting in the middle school play. Uh. And that, and I, which comes with all of the like, oh sweet, but also like what a horrifying time. <laughs> and True. What, what strange productions and the weird things that I did and, uh, I look back on it with fondness and with kind of like with an arm outstretched like let's let's forget that that existed but <laughs> I oh absolutely absolutely but I did that and I really fell in love with doing it and I continued to do it all through middle school all through high school I there was a, a different local community theater had a junior program and I was, I did musicals with them every winter from my eighth grade year all the way through my senior year of high school. I worked there in the summer with their kids program. I learned lighting equipment and sound equipment and how to kind of direct a little bit through those people in that community. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of, ex- every experience that I had really expanded my love of theater and my love of what this art form can do. And I knew it was something that I wanted to do in college. And I knew that's kind of what I wanted to study. And I just ended up having the best audition out of the lot with Boston Conservatory. And here I am three years later, somehow miraculously still here (laughs) and still kicking. And yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, I love that. Awesome. <clears throat> oh, so much. That's so sweet that it came from your, like that it was your dad that was like the, the beginning of all that. That's so sweet. And so like, just such a nice story. Like, honestly, hold on to that. And like, when yeah. you're famous, please tell that again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's the first chapter of the memoir right there. Exactly. That's, there you go. that's chapter one, the intro. Yeah, absolutely. In the beginning. <laughs> but that's so cool I feel like um I know for myself like that's how I got started in theater was like go like through middle school and through high school and just doing craziness which honestly some of the shows that I did in high school are very questionable (laughs) um but like yeah our, our school was very small. We did not do any, like, major productions. Like, you know how most people did? Like, The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. We did a show about a town that was filled with aliens. And this one girl, me, I was, I was the girl. <laughs> this one girl, it was me. Let's, uh, I was the girl. <laughs> um, she was, like, convinced that there was aliens. And she, like, made her entire class, like, stay around and, like, figure out whether there was aliens or not and like they were all and they were all aliens but they didn't like tell her this and it was literally the weirdest show ever and there was also like a side like romance story why were you saying this and my instant first thought was oh yeah so like alien chicken little and then you continued i was like just not alien chicken little just kidding (laughs) not alien (laughs) (laughs) but alien chicken little like screams like like oh I feel God. like you could pitch that to a movie executive in Hollywood, oh, yeah. and that would get made. Very oh my God. Let's do it. Let's let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Oh, Done. Um. So now now you're at Boston Territory. You're going down this road, but you're on the Contemporary Theater Program, and I know that is so. It, well, I guess I should assume but is it very very different than like the musical theater program or like what do y'all do on a day <laughs> what do you do <laughs> that, no but genuinely that is the question that we get asked most of the time <laughs> because it's it's both very different from musical theater but it's also very different from traditional typical acting programs kind of writ large across the country like a normal program you'll go and you'll study all these methods, you will act, you might have a chance to write something or direct, um, but it'll kind of be the school kind of picks out what your path is. Mm -hmm. And you do these shows, if you are able to, or you audition and you get lucky and you get in them, and then you kind of leave the school as a graduate of that school. And you leave and like, this is, I I have studied with these people, that this school acting method, I have that, and now I'm gonna go out into the world and do work um that's kind of like traditional or at least what i see in traditional theater programs contemporary theater is very very different it's an ensemble based program so i you come in with a group of people my first year i came in with a group of 14 people including myself um and you're with them all day you train with them you go to classes with them, um, both the ones that are in studios and are like acting and movement and voice techniques, but also sort of like sit down instructional theater history classes. And what contemporary theater really does, it's, it trains people to make theater. So every semester we have a, something called an ensemble performance lab where we make a piece of theater by the end of the semester. We work together and we create things and we write and direct and act different things and use all of the tools and the skills that we have been training to do to 
make something, sometimes it's from source material, but sometimes it's just from scratch, just an idea or a question kind of as the leading figure. So it's very different. It's very sort of esoteric and kind of like new. It's always new. It's always changing. And it is, it's very experimental. It's very um, cutting edge. We're doing things that we're trying things out, seeing how they work, pushing back on the form, falling on our face while doing that. But it is, I have loved my time here. It's made me think about theater in a vastly different way than I ever have before. It's pushing me in all different aspects of my sort of creative artistic self. And it's letting me decide what I wanna do and trying out all the things and figuring, oh, I really like to do this. So I'm gonna do that. And it's giving me the opportunity to be able to go do that. So it's kind of like a choose your own adventure kind of way with the guise of we're all coming together as an ensemble, as a community to make something. Wow, that's, a, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> I love that so much. Cause I feel like all the acting programs I've heard of are like so competitive also. And that's not what I'm hearing from you at all. I fear like it's more, you everybody wants to just work together. Do you kind of agree? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's working together. I, I have found is not always uh, like skipping through a daisy field and everyone gets exactly what they want and it's kumbaya. No one's angry yeah. at the end of the day. There's very much that other side of it. It's, we have had the late night rehearsal arguments. We have had like different people wanting different things. It has been just because it's, it, I don't, I wouldn't say that it's competitive per se. I think that sometimes the, when we're all as a divisional, I think divisionally it can be a little competitive because everyone's competing to be in shows and to be in spots. So that's kind of where you get it. But in CT, it's not, competitive no one's trying to get an edge up on each other it's just about how how does collaboration work and that's kind of the model of the program is to figure out okay how does collaboration work for you and that can sometimes be a very fraught process depending on the circumstances but even those times where it doesn't work I have found myself looking back and being like okay that didn't work and why didn't that work and what what did I do that didn't help that to work or kind of made that sort of not be as successful as I would have wanted to be kind of where did we go wrong so even in that sense of even when it doesn't work the the program and the people in it provide the framework to be like okay cool this didn't work or this performance kind of sucks why how can we learn from that mistake and not do it again the next time yeah for sure huh. um I think kind of like uh because we're in a pandemic so this like it can't be an interview without a COVID question um well how is the how is this kind of like because you know like talking like working together in like the group of like 14 how has that kind of um worked or or maybe not worked like when everything went to online or have gone back to like the hybrid program yeah so i mean it's been i think for everyone alive at this time it's been a huge transition and a huge change in the way that we've all thought about how we do the yeah. things that we do um yeah, like just yeah. period, point blank. Like, it, <laughs> a, yeah. yeah, it has changed the way that we all interact, and it's will change the way that we all interact. I think for a very long time. Um, it 
it was difficult. It was really difficult to switch to uh, last year to switch to all online, like straight off the bat. But and it was difficult again the next semester to know that we were going to have a fully online semester. And it has been difficult in this hybrid mm -hmm. model. But what I will say is that through the lens of this program and kind of what the program does, we, I feel like I took that moment and was like, okay, this situation sucks. And then turned around and then said, okay, and what can I do right now? Like, what can we do right now? How can we still make something happen? Because this pro the program in its initial idea was, okay, it's people in a room working together and feeling each other's energy and reacting off of what everyone's doing in space mm -hmm. together, breathing the same air, all of that. And when we can't do that, it's like, okay, how, how can we collaborate online? How can we collaborate when we're spread across the country? How do we do that? Mm -hmm. And it was really difficult at the start and it still is, but I think that we have found ways and access points into being able to retain some of that original idea and to be able to find all new forms of ways of working. The, the work on the digital content and on Zoom and, and creating material online is so interesting to me. And it, it makes theater more accessible than it has ever been in pretty much since like Shakespearean times and like mm -hmm. the Elizabethan era. Like theater is now available for people to see it for relatively cheap from the comfort of their own home, as opposed to incredibly expensive Broadway tickets in New York. Like the, the opening up for this art form to be seen and shared so widely and accessibly has been huge. And now I got on a little soapbox and I don't know how I got there, but. <laughs> no, like <laughs> I, I love that's that. The thought. Yeah, it honestly, I don't think, I don't think anybody on the music side has had that conversation of like, you know, having more accessibility for like, that's what came out of this was giving more accessibility yeah. to people and being able to, you know, not have to go to New York to see these Broadway shows, but rather, you know, being able to see it in the yeah. couple of rounds. That's and like, so true. there's um, actually um, just yeah. a funny story. It's not like contemporary theater, but like there was like, because um, from this pandemic, I've been on TikTok way too much. And from TikTok, there was that whole, there was a whole point in time where they were <laughs> writing a Ratatouille musical, like straight up on TikTok. Yes. Um, and I was, it was always, yeah. yeah. And so mm -hmm. like, yeah. when they actually made it, like they made it a real thing, which I was just, first of all, just, oh my God, TikTok actually made like a whole musical that's being like for broadcast. Cool. So like, I, obviously I bought a ticket, but like the way I bought the ticket was like, you can pay however you want, like how, like how much you can. So, and it would go, go to like a charitable cause, but like, if it mm -hmm. weren't for like the pandemic, I don't think a Ratatouille musical would have been made or like, I would have been able to see that if I wasn't like, if it was just produced in New York. Yeah. And I mean, like say whatever you will about TikTok yeah. and the Ratatouille musical in specific. And I definitely, I definitely have my <laughs> own thoughts and opinions about that, but the the thing that they were able to do to write and collaborate with people from all over mm -hmm. to to bring together talent from that platform and from Broadway for the eventual production that they did 
And then to raise like, I think, and I may be vastly misquoting this, but to raise somewhere around like 1 million for the art actors fund for people who are out of work yeah. right now because it's not happening is incredible. Like just the way that, that this time and this medium has forced people to kind of be creative to continue to do their artistic pursuits is really inspiring to me. And, and I love that I get to do it sort of every day here with the work that I do. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so oh, is it the final <laughs> question? And it's the question. It's, yeah, it's our, it's the trademark. It's the trademark question. Yes. I haven't actually asked in a while. So this is a whole thing, but you know, we're talking about how COVID is kind of, you know, changed our lives, changed our perceptions. And um, I'm curious because we need to find some good thing that has come out of this. So what is one good thing that COVID has given you um, that you wouldn't have gotten if, you know, this hadn't happened, if that makes sense? Right? It's a great question. That's a great question. I think perspective. I feel perspective on sort of everything around me, a lot of perspective on myself. This has been a huge like self-reflection time for me. And I've learned a lot about myself and who I am kind of through this ridiculous, incredible and awful situation. And it's, and I think a lot about, especially now that we've passed the year mark of this um, event, I think I, I used to think a lot about, okay, what would happen differently if this didn't exist? What, how would my life be different and in what place would it be? But the place that I am in right now, while very fraught, has been, I don't even know if to qualify. It's just where I'm at right now. The experiences that I have been able to have in this time have been incredible and like and awful and horrible but also there have been those wonderful moments where things have been able to happen on zoom and connecting with people and all of that so i think yeah perspective and trying to live in the moment and and recognizing all trying to see all the things around me the bigger picture i love that answer oh my god (laughs) me too it's so good. Honestly, I yeah, think that's definitely exactly. like a top answer that we got to that question. <laughs> oh, incredible. Um, incredible. <laughs> thank you so much for being yes, thank on the you. podcast today, And Alex. thank you guys for listening to this. Oop, 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 sorry. Hey, of course. <laughs> um, the joy of not seeing each other. <laughs> go ahead, Alicia. Um, go ahead. Thank go you ahead. guys for listening to this week's episode of the double a team the double a team (laughs) bye bye thank you for listening to this week's episode of the double a team if you want to learn more about me and alicia and this amazing podcast check us out at the double a team podcast on instagram And be on the lookout for next week's episode of The Double A Team.